Hey everyone, it's Jake here. Thanks for joining in to the Wellspring Podcast. If you're ready to be encouraged, but also challenged to live a bold life for Jesus and get rid of the old useless traditions of man, well, you've come to the right place. So buckle up and let's dive into this week's message. It's 12, it's almost, it's 11.55. I'm going to just say something real quick because this is being recorded. If you're listening to the recording, uh, this is kind of like, you know, when you watch uh, YouTube videos and like, if you want the full thing, you got to go to our, you know, what is it, Patreon or whatever. Man, if you're listening, you need to come to church to get the full story. But I, I praise the Lord. We, we just had so much already happen today. Um, but I do have a few things that I want to share that God has put together a lot. I'm going to give you a portion of it this morning uh, because we've just, we're, I'm already filled. But let's just squeeze a little bit more in. Can we do that? Yes. Praise the Lord. Uh, he is good. He is good. Thank you, Jesus. So I want to pray one more time. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for speaking to us today in worship, Lord, through ministry, these times, uh, these defining moments that we've had with you already. We thank you. We have such a heart of gratitude that you are a God that, that hears us, that speaks to us. Let us not stop believing in 2024. Lord, you brought us through some, some dark valleys, and there may be some in the future, but I thank you that our promise, the promise is that you are with us. Through those valleys, our trust is in you. We depend on you in Jesus' name. Everyone says amen. amen. A couple of scriptures I want to read, and then we're going to pull it together today. Hopefully we can give you some things that you can hang on to throughout your week. This will be like a spark, um, and, and as God has revealed this to me through a lot of prayer. But John chapter 15, verse 5, I want to read this, and we'll kind of talk about it. John 15, 5 says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes, and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. You are already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine. Neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. There's a, This is... This is just dependence on God, that we can't do anything apart from him, okay? Like there's total dependence on God here. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 22 says, Plans fail when there is no counsel, but with many advisors they succeed. There's many other scriptures that talk about gaining wisdom, Many scriptures we've talked about that you hear the word and you do the word builds our house strong so we can stand the, the storms. But it's not in the trusting God while refusing to act, refusing to listen to anyone ever. God and me, I uh, kind of use the quote symbol, God and me, sometimes can turn into self-reliance on issues that benefit 
through community and family. What this means is that there's issues that we sometimes are tempted to say, you know what, me and God, we got this. When in God's intention is sometimes he'll send people and community and family in our life, that's part of his answer. And the benefit and the answer will come sometimes through those people. Sometimes we, and you know, any, everybody can do this. I know a lot of times men tend to do this. Though we want to strong arm it, we want to, I can do it, and then we leave no room for God. And so I want to see kind of like two sides that I want to bring together. On one side, the, the tendency sometimes is to throw our hands up and be like, I don't know. I'm just trusting God. I, I, I don't, I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not going to work. I'm not gonna do it. God's just going to do it. God's just going to do it. And we shout faith and we speak faith and we confess all these things. And that's great. We just kind of, it's just all them, right? On the other side, some people are just like, you know what? That's, you, know, you get that. That's just because, you know, what you did. And it's all, it's only a product of your actions and, and there's no room. Well, I'm going to do right. I'm going to listen to wisdom. And I'm just going to, you know, take care of my own. I'm going to do right and do wisdom and I, and I can do this. Okay, see these extremes, and I want us to bring them together. We get wisdom in the multitude of counsel. Man, I'm so thankful for pastors and people in my life, men of God in my life, that I've gone and asked for advice. You know, I'd have them speak to me, speak to me about money and marriage and kids. I remember when I was a youth pastor, I was sharing with somebody yesterday that when I was a youth pastor, um, we had little kids. And I would be youth pastoring, you know, teenagers, and I would see some of them that had that were doing good, and I would go interview. I really kind of did. I kind of interviewed the parents. How, what do you? What, how do you discipline? How do you do? What do you do to? And I would ask them. I said because my kids are a little bitty, and I want to learn. There's multitude of counsel that we gain. There's this word of God that we we hear the word. And we say, I, now I need to do the word. But there's another part that I want to bring in there too. Is it's like we hear the word and then we're doing our best to do the word. But let's make sure that we don't stop short of saying, God, you spoke this to me. I'm trying. I'm trying to walk this out. And I don't, I don't think I can do it apart from you. I need you to help me through this. And we bring those two sides and we bring them together. We get wisdom. We seek out those. I don't want to do this on my own. I'm not going to start just singing the song, just me and God and all, all you can just know because God may send people friends, a family member, there may be somebody in your life that God will send to you, and it's part of his answer. Because you're so wrapped up in pride and arrogance, you don't want to listen. And I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes it's easier just to say, oh, I'm just going to believe. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to believe God. 
and fail to see that sometimes you got to plow that ground and then have no fruit. Then you got to put the seed in there and still nothing really happening. You got to cover it. You have to fertilize it. Still nothing happened. Put some water on it. Still nothing happened. And then try to get a hold of it and dig it up and try to figure out why this thing's not working. Some plant, some water, but God brings the increase. And we can't stop short of believing God to touch the work of our hands. Lord, I'm doing this to you, but at the end of the day, it all belongs to you. If you build it, they may not come. Who remembers that old phrase, you know, if you build it, they'll come. I'm all, I've, been enough, I've been a part of enough church major remodels and big vision redos to know that if you build it, they may not come. There's got to be, there, there must, this is a must for us, a revelation that I've got to depend on God. Depend on him. I'm not just going to work. I'm not going to just sit back and say, well, I trust God. I'm going to trust God through every step of the process. Remember a few weeks ago, I mentioned about not despising the process. And last week, last you remember last year what I preached? You remember what I preached last year? I know it's been a year. There's an enemy named probably. We walk by too many probablys. Are you going to go to church this weekend? Eh, probably so. No. You just tell me. I've been in it long enough now that if I get that, it's probably no. Because most of the time when I get, yeah, I'm going to be there. Most lot, maybe I'll be there. That's what, you know. But we have to be a people like Daniel when he's taken out of his homeland that he's, he's still determined in his heart. Determined in our heart. Outward circumstances not dictating the words and actions of my hand, and they definitely for sure cannot dictate my belief in God, my trust in God. Total dependence on him, but in that dependence, it's depending on him to lead us in the right actions. Does that make sense? Um, some of this is going to be unveiling for the sake of time over the next year. Okay? I'm going to be unfolding some things over this year. This year, we're going to build some resilience. Resilience. I'm probably going to be bringing up that word. It may or may not be sort of tied to our theme, which you would say for this year. Resilience. We're going to build ability to recover from difficulty. Wellspring Church, you know, our vision is to receive the life that only Jesus can give. The idea of water, the bubbling spring, the artesian well. This river that never runs dry, the tree planted. In fact, in Psalm 1, verse 1, I'm going to read this. It says, happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway of sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. And he meditates on it day and night. He, or she, right? 
is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bear its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. Jeremiah 17, 7 says, The person who trusts the Lord. I didn't tell Robin that I was had a lot of this in here. Now, that song was real key this morning for us. Jeremiah 17, 7, The person who trusts the Lord, whose confidence indeed is in the Lord, is blessed. He will be like a tree planted by water. Uh, I like this. And it sends its roots out toward a stream. It doesn't fear when heat comes and its foliage remains green. It will not worry in a year of drought or cease producing fruit. Notice that it didn't exclude the heat coming. The tree had resilience because of what its roots went down into. Years ago, and maybe I'll, I'll pull up a video, but I remember seeing a, a little uh, documentary about trees that were grown in a climate where it's like a perfect climate, okay? It's just like kind of inside, no storms, kind of fabricated UV light, maybe it was something like that. And it grew really good and looked all good. And they began to study how this thing worked. And then they, then they put wind against it. And they found out that the wind and the storms and the, the cold and the heat actually strengthened the trunk of the tree. It wasn't just in the roots. It actually built strength. And we know that the word talks about, and I'll go there later, but just referring to it, that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Another way to say resilience, because sometimes a test is not easy. Did anybody like tests when you were in school? I was one of those kids that, like, I had, I probably would have been, you know, diagnosed with some kind of anxiety disorder because I, I really felt anxiety when it came to tests. Anybody with me? Like, I mean, you give a final exam for something, I mean, like, I felt like I, I think I'd rather die. Like, I mean, I feel I didn't, I just, I don't know what it was, just something about some hard tests, you know. These final exams, I remember Bible school back whenever they really put us through the thing, they had these super long essays, you know, and on systematic theology and you know they're long and they're threatening us like if you don't write 10 pages your will fail oh thanks <laughs> this really they really calmed me down so I can think you know thanks for the encouragement you know no you can do this it was like most of you a lot of y'all probably will fail you know but I remember feeling that anxiety but sometimes that testing of your faith, the faith got to be there. It doesn't build faith. The word, Jesus, with the Spirit, so that's what builds our faith. But that testing starts building endurance and resilience in our life. And I don't, I'm, not, I'm not one to build a church that looks good on the outside, but we tuck tail and run when the woke agenda starts pushing back in on us. Come on now. 
We're going to be strong. And I want, a, I want a strong church. I want a strong leadership team. Listen, I, we're, I'm not talking about numbers here, but if, if, it's, if it's just to have a big crowd at the church, then if they say it's too dangerous to have church, then the crowd may just say we probably shouldn't have church. The 12 spies went in, and the majority of them said, oh, well, well. their power was not in their numbers. They had 12, but 10 of them didn't believe. Gideon's army of 300, that wasn't just like, oh, if we just get a whole bunch more people, we'll be better. No, that may not be the case. It's got to be, you have to have strength and resilience to accomplish what God has called us to do. And the devil wants to try to knock us out. We've got we, we, to depend on God and depend on each other as we draw together and we build resilience as we overcome. Now, follow me this, and I'll, I'll have too much longer here. As we build together resilience. That means whenever one of you, you go through hardship that we pull together and we're, we're going to stay together the best we can. And then when we come through that, it's the group's now stronger. There's resilience that I get knocked down. I go through this hardship, but we will stand together and we'll move forward together. Amen. Because we're rooted in Jesus, the wellspring. Like the well, that too. Our roots are going somewhere so, so deep. So today the real encouragement is, is I think we increase our humbleness in receiving guidance and help sometimes it's just uh, you have to become a little humble to say I need help you know uh, for some it's easier than others sometimes men are it's hard thing I'll throw a line to all the men sometimes it's hard to say I need help You know, just to be able to reach out. It, it's a humbleness to be able to say, I do need help. I don't have any answers, all the answers. I don't have all the strength, and we can pull together. And it's also an increased level of dependence and trust on God to fill all those gaps. I have... I have received, I, I think there's something to the w wisdom in multitude of counsel because there's some people that I don't call for advice. You know what I mean? It's just, I, I ask the Lord to lead me even who I need to call. You just get on the phone and start calling everybody, you may be real confused. But I believe the Lord can order your steps. And along the way, God will send somebody. And I'm, I'm so thankful for the men in my life that, they had some words, they spoke to me, and they were defining moments in my life. There's some real defining moments in my life. They changed the course of my life because if I had not heard from them, you know, and now that I'm, you know, I'm a parent, I have, you know, kids that are grown, two grown daughters, I realize that I'm, I'm thankful for the people in their life. I, I, as a parent, I'm not the only one. I've got a great dad. I have a wonderful mother. She's here today. But they weren't the full mill deal. 
they brought me to church. And then they let a Sunday school teacher, they put me in these other things. And there were other people that were godly that poured into me. Sometimes parents want to be the all-inclusive everything. Sometimes parents don't want to do anything. So we want to make sure we keep things in perspective. And I'm thankful that there was several men in my life that pulled me aside and speak into my life. It built strength in me. God sent them to me. Some of you in here today, you skip church because you don't see that you could have a part in someone's life like that. If you would realize that there may be somebody that I need to speak into their life, there's a, there's a purpose. I'm thankful that there was men that said, I'm not preaching today. I'm not singing today. I'm not doing any of those things today, but I'm going to go to church. And sometime in that thing, I was around this man. I remember there was a, a police officer guy, real good, gruff man tough but he loved the lord and he'd be those guys who would you know hang out with us guys and wrestle around with us and he would speak and man you know and he would call out the good in us he could have just been like i'm tired i don't need to go to church i've been you know working all week see there's a purpose that's greater than what sometimes what we think and as we depend on him, as we depend, then we start building strength more and more. The devil wants to keep us isolated, fragmented. And this year I'm praying that we come together, we build stronger, but it's resilience. I don't know what this year is going to hold specifically, right? Like this is an election year. It's shaping up to be some craziness, you know. I don't know. But I know our trust has got to be him, not in a government. It's in the kingdom, not in the government. But, but at the same time, we have to do some things. We need to vote. I've got, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about grandkids. I'm thinking about if the Lord tarries the America that's going to be here for my grandkids. We can't just, oh, you know, well, you know. God's in control and use that as an excuse to disengage. We have to pull together. Total trust in God. Hear his word and do it. Pull those things together and then say, Lord, whew, I, need, I need you today. Because there's some days when I feel it and there's some days when I, I don't feel it. Some days when I really don't feel it but our submission to the Lord is strong enough to pull rank on those feelings. Amen. You, know what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like somebody yells out, everybody run over here. And, you know, Sergeant here, no, cancel that. Go here. That's what our emotions do sometimes. That's what our feelings, that's what our people, they're saying, Go here. But a life that's submitted to the Lord will allow him to say, nada, cancel that one. There's so many negative things. There's so many negative words. 
that I have wanted to say. Anybody with me? Some of you might have just felt real bad because you're like, I did say them. That's right, Miss Linda. There's grace. There's, 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 there's forgiveness and then grace. <laughs> but there are so many things that I have wanted to say that I didn't, and it's a good thing I didn't, because I had something that was outranking that I've submitted to it's a higher way. There was a lot of wrath that I've wanted to pour out. There's lots of, you know, it's nothing wrong with feeling an emotion. Those happen. We've learned this. Emotions just happen. You may just feel sad. You may just feel angry. You may just feel all those things. But, But it's our level of submission to the word that will keep us from acting on those things in a way that could cause real damage and to be able to come to people in our life, community and family that can say, I I really did want to smash their face. I really did want to cuss them out. I did think negative things, you know, and a good, good godly friend's like, Ooh, yeah, I see that. Okay, let's talk about it. And then work through that. Amen? And as we do that, we overcome that, and I believe those types of things is what build resilience in us. Because the next time, I'm not stuffing a lot more on top of all that was already in there. Like, I got this anger. I've, I've, I've not talked to anybody. I've not given it to the Lord. I've just stuffed it in there. And go on. I'm good. Just trust in the Lord. Just, you know. And not really said, how do I process this and clean, purify out the container? Those negative things that happen, we, we put more in there. And if you know anything about, you know, fermentation, sometimes, you know, it builds a pressure. Another metaphor would be like a tea kettle boiling a pressure cooker. If we keep pushing it in, then it just gets more and more until it explodes. But when we things happen to us and we say, man, I really feel this way. And, and we have people that can pray with, be there for one another. And do, I, I, was, I was talking to my dad. He used the word. He's like, we're not just big advice bags, right? It's more than just that. We will get that. But it's also being there for one another. And we process, we get that out. And then we get, we get whew. But then if it happens again, resilience is like, I've been here. I felt it. I recognize it. This is what I need to do. See, that's resilience. Resilience is I've been put through some pressure, and it's built now a strength and a recognizing, oh, this is what, when this happens, this is what I do. When the heat comes, I draw from the roots in the stream. 
when the storm comes, I, it's, I learn through adversity. And the answer, not just bad things happen to the brain. It's, it's that when we come through that and we have learned from that, we know what to do next time. I could bring Jennifer up here and talk about jujitsu. Some people, like, if you get hit, and like, ah, you know what I mean? Well, that gave them time, and now, now you're in a headlock. If you get trained, you get hit here, I get my body right, and I anticipate so that I don't end up in another bad way. And I'm not a jujitsu fanatic, but I wrestled a lot of jujitsu people in my younger years. And I know that they're through their training and handling adverse things, they responded to that and were able to keep themselves in a safe place. And you train that and you work that getting through it so that you can be more resilient if it happens again. And what would have destroyed you before, now God has taught me, I have learned, I've depended on him, and we got this. We're going to make it through this. And we learn how to think through that. And as strength is built, you know, a lot of times, and I, I'm, I don't know if I should apologize or not, but, you know, I, I, my dad was military raised. And, you know, you watch the war shows, and I watch a lot of different, you know, trainings. But a lot of times they train because when the pressure hits, they, they forget how to, like, do basic things. Like just how to get your gun out of your holster. If it's a high pressure, it's like, ah, you know, you, you, a, a, a something bad happens, a, a, a surprise or whatever, and you lose fine motor skills, just the basic things. I talked about this, I think, for a few, couple weeks ago. But because you've trained that, you'll go to that and be able to still function in times of, adversity and sometimes as a Christian as a follower of Christ follow me now don't check out we're almost done as a follower of Christ putting the word in us and then preparing and you know it helps mentally prepare and those fine motor skills of we're, we're in our comfortable house and everything's wonderful and the perfect climate and everything's perfect and we can read that word and it's just oh that's so beautiful and it's perfect climate. That's one thing. It's when, when all hell is breaking loose. Can I still remember that scripture? Lots of people are great. And per you sit around in a circle of chairs and what would, what would you do if this happened? Well, I'll tell you what I would do. That's much different than when things actually happen. Y'all take a big breath right there. Okay. I'm passionate about this, this year, that our trust in God is second to none. But I also do not downgrade or diminish that I need people, that I need my wife, that I need my family, my friends, my pastors, my mentors. And those are actually a gift from God. God gave gifts to the church. We know the scriptures. And we depend on the Lord so that when the winds and storms blow, 
we can stand strong. And when, when the people go looking around, they'll say, man, they really came through it. There's people in my life that I know that have been through tragedies and things that I, I honestly would say, I, 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 don't, I don't know that I could do that. I don't honestly know if I could be strong enough to handle that. But in being around them, seeing their life, they encourage me. They lift up my thinking. They lift up my faith. And seeing that they did this, if God can do it for them, God can do it for me. We serve the same God. If you serve Jesus, you serve the same God. And so our trust is in him no matter what happens. Our life is planted in him, the wellspring of life. Amen? Amen. You get anything out of that today? I've got to stop because I could keep preaching for a little while. So let's stand to our feet. And listen, I, I, I don't, this is, not a, this is not a pep talk for 2024. It's, it's deeper than that. We've got to connect to him this year. He is the answer. He is the answer. Jesus is the answer. He's the way, the truth, and the life. All who, who come to him. Oh, come on. Confess your sins to him. He's faithful and just to forgive and cleanse of all unrighteousness. This year, we need to lay some things down. We're trusting things. We're trusting some people more than God. He's got to be second to none. Thank you, Lord. This year, our trust is in you. Thank you, Lord, that you are peace in the storm. Thank you, Lord, that you are hope to the hopeless. Thank you, Lord, that you love when we feel unloved and we feel unlovable. Thank you, Lord, that your grace is sufficient. Lord, when we feel we don't have enough, when we feel insufficient, we depend on your grace. Thank you, Lord, for your saving power. God, we worship you today. I pray over my friends and family in the room. I thank you, Lord, that this year their heart will be set on you. 2024 may not be marked with trouble carefree, but, Lord, that it would be marked by trusting in you. We trust in you, every part. Now, right there, before we go, I want you to just think about some things, some important people in your life. And I want you to say, Lord, I trust you with them. Maybe a son, daughter, mom, dad, cousins, who, who knows, just trust them. Say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. Trust you. Speak to them. And then fill in the blank right there. Trust you with my heart. Maybe you're here today with a broken heart, a troubled heart. Just under your breath, say, Lord, I, I trust you with my heart. It's broken, it's hurt. I give it to you. Just, I, Lord, I'm coming to you. I don't know what you're going to do with it. I'm having a hard time seeing past it. But, Lord, I choose to trust you today. Lord, I thank you that everyone in the room will have made that decision in their heart to make you the Lord of their life. This life is temporary. Your kingdom is eternal. So, Lord, we trust you with our life. 
confessing our sin, turning from our wicked ways. Lord, that you have healed us, you've given us your word, you've given us your son. We submit and surrender to you. Every part this year we give to you. Jesus, we honor you today. In Jesus' mighty name.